So fuck's sake. siblings who have quite a few resentments and we're here to share them with you. No one else is fucking doing it. I don't want, actually, you know what? Today I'm out. I've got a resentment against myself. I reckon everyone in that school is back in. Yeah. You don't need to put the effort into actually changing yourself <laughs> for the better. I cannot stand the man. That's the, the only time I've ever felt like a man. There are corrupt people. We're already recording. Oh, what? Yeah, we're recording. Oh, okay. How long have we been recording for? Oh, it's like 20 seconds. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, welcome to the resentment list with your hosts, Naomi and Ben. We are siblings with hang-ups. <laughs> uh, what the fuck was that? <laughs> um, look, we're post-lunch um, and I just ate a patty that tastes like meat and it stressed me out. And I realised that I thought I was a vegetarian that didn't my, like mind meat and that I just like naturally just didn't eat meat. What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> I'm um, trying to get... I think we've... We're really tired. Uh, we just had lunch. We're feeling a bit sleepy. Are you it's trying that to time eat- of that day where you kind of want a little, uh, what is that called? A siesta? I feel like I could have a line of cocaine and I'd be okay. That's what I want. Well, that's not where I was going at all. <laughs> uh, <laughs> really um, issues but, there. No, but what no, else? No, but it's just, let me say my oh, thing. Oh, for fuck's sake. All right. Is, uh, it's th- currently 3.13 uh, in the afternoon and we've just had a nice, lovely lunch made by Omi. Was it that she's good? A real, she's a feta queen. She like anything. If you want something with feta in it, Omi's your gal. She can do more more things with feta than Marge did with that dress, that episode that she had that dress. The and Chanel kept, dress? Yeah, and she kept oh, doing that the was little a great episode. on the dress. I see, I remember that episode. Oh, gratitude list yeah. off the dome. Is The Simpsons, is, do you follow that Simpsons page? No. Follow... Um, Dr. Zayas on Simps on Facebook and it shows you like how good the Simpsons really was. It is the be- and Matt was saying this to me and I didn't believe him. Um, my friend and um, cause I was like, Oh yeah, what are the best shows? Like Sopranos, the Y and he was like, you know what I think is a smoky is uh, the Simpsons best show of all time. Cause Simpsons season three to season eight, you'd be hard pressed to find more great jokes than that. And and also very very emotive. Marjorie, that dress it was a bloody tearjerker. Yeah, well, I I was saying to someone the other day that um that I feel a bit left out of the Simpsons scene because although I watched it with you and Dad all the time, I had that thing where I just thought all cartoons were stupid and that I thought that like shows like Home and Away and Neighbors were like real reality. I had that reality versus fiction thing. So yeah, we, I didn't take on a lot of the jokes, but now when I'm older, I'm like, I feel like I've missed out and that I've missed on this whole cultural thing. Yeah, I feel like, uh, obviously, like I was too young to really form memories, <laughs> but um, well, I feel like you growing up was like um, like a real precocious kid. Like you're always like trying to be bigger than you were. Yeah. Like you were kind of, you weren't, you weren't comfortable in your kid status. You wanted no, to be like an adult. Yeah, but that's, the, that's my addict brain though. Like that's the, that is... 
That is so addict is that it's not even about the older thing. It's just like I'm not good enough. So that's what I thought. I thought when I grow up, everything will be better. I thought and like, you know, lo and behold, everything's worse. No, no, no. But it's quite it's quite common though. Like it's not necessarily an addict thing because there's a lot of kids that like, especially like only children, um, they don't have enough other kids in their lives. So they kind of mature too quickly and they kind of don't get enough time to spend kids. So mm. I think like you you had six year, nearly six full years as a um as an only child. So you kind of It's not that long though. You know, you were people. Yeah, but it's enough. Like like I've known kids that are like three and four and they're already acting like adults because they just don't have enough kids in their lives. Mm. I think that's how you were going. Well, for, suffice to say, I, I, you know, I'm not, I'm surrounded by Simpson lovers and I just, now I get it. Like, I think I'm going to start, I think I'm going to watch the seasons again. Well, maybe we should do it together. Uh, T, do you like the Simpsons? Tristan's obsessed with the Simpsons. Yeah, Tristan just said that it was the only thing he's lived for. For a little. Tristan is, like, and that's why I've been talking about the Simpsons is because he's a fucking obsessed with it. He, all he looks at is AFL or Simpson memes. That's his whole life. Yeah, Simpsons. Also, <laughs> a Simpsons meme, the best memes. They they have the best memes from that show. Because the Simpsons, you can... It's, like, also the most relatable humour. Like, they can... You can add it to anything. It's really just the greatest show. All right, I'm going to do a lock and load. Um, All right, you're going to lock it? Yeah, so I'm just going to... I've got a list of resentments, and I just want to get through them because they've yeah, been sitting here, like... They've been just sitting in my little resentment book for so long and I want to get rid of them. Is this, d- is this a lightning round? Yeah, this doing? is a lightning round. Can I do a little intro for the lightning round? Yeah, right. Wow! It's the lightning round. <laughs> <laughs> that <laughs> that was just a- completely blew up the mic, by that, the way. <laughs> oh, that was amazing. All right, so my first one is sweet potatoes taking so long to cook. No, I'm fucking so done with that. Believe. I So many times I... I have a sweet potato thing that I want to cook and I'm like, yeah, all right, I'll give myself an hour. That'd be enough. Yeah. Hour pass. They're still fucking cooking. So I get them out They or, or I get them out and they look cooked, but they're not crunchy. They're all mashy and then they mash in the salad. Thank you. Tristan just made me a tea. So they're, they're a bit fickle. Yeah. And I just, I hate that it's a huge investment. So I either don't know how to cook sweet potatoes well or that it's more of a time investment than I thought. Well, I'll tell you something. Like, I think cooking in general is like, the problem is there's, you can cook a few meals. Everyone's like at that stage, you can cook a few meals. There's a big learning curve between cooking a few meals and actually being a good cook. Mm. And I think that's what you're dealing with there is the amount of investment to actually nail and care enough to nail the sweet potato cook is that's that takes Where quite a lot. Where am I sitting with my cooking let's be honest um oh no this is gonna be a big look i'm I'm gonna put you above average and i'll tell you (laughs) why i'll tell you why you're above average is not because you're great at you you do a good staple of everything that's usually what you say above average your thing is a different thing is you is you're a renegade you don't play by the rules (laughs) you try dishes that other people don't try but you come through with the goods no i would disagree in my way of the land, and I would say I have, and this sounds very wanky, but I have a lot of foodie cultured friends and oh, yeah. I'm on the lower end of the cooking. Like, And I don't think it's – I think it's a mixture between I don't have enough of an interest to make gourmet food and I'm not a natural cook. So, for instance, 
I'm not one of those these people that can just throw something together and be like, oh, it's amazing and put the right amount of spices in and, you know, just like make an amazing gumbo and, and it's just good. Like I'm not someone or as my friend calls it, fridge surprise, which is just getting stuff from the fridge and just yeah, making something amazing. People? I mean, I'm not one of those. But in but I guess compared to, say, a bangers and mash kind of gal that just does bangers and mash and just like gets frozen peas. Yeah, I think I am above average, if that's average. But I think in this day and age with the master chefs and all of this cultural stuff around, you know, people are more experimental with the, veg- you know, people that aren't vegetarian cook vegetarian because they realise that like it actually can be good. I think now I'm probably just average. Well, I tell you what, I beg to differ. I could not beg more to differ because <laughs> 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 so I know we nearly do a spit take of it, day. Um because all of this MasterChef stuff, it's all aspirational. No one actually learns how to cook this shit. They want to think that one day they will. But, you know, you've been with people that watch MasterChef. When have they ever attempted to cook this stuff? Never. Mm. Not one. Not one. <laughs> <laughs> so, and I, and I think, see, this is the benefit of being a small fish in a big pond or whatever the analogy is, is because because a a... Rising tide raises all ships, right? So because <laughs> what the fuck? because you have friends that are really high level cooks, they've raised your shit. Yeah, that's and, true. And so you don't realize is you look at you look at all the other oceans and all their ships are down low. Mm. Like they there's you would be surprised the amount of bangers and mash I've seen in my day. Like there's lots of households that they like there's lots of the old English household like it's. You got bangers and mash. You got your meatloaf. You got your shepherd's pie. I've never eaten a fucking meatloaf. Yeah. What the fuck? And that's is what a I'm saying is you don't know how bad it can get. Yeah. So you're above average. Yeah, so I want to tell you that, my friend, and you oh, need to let you. that sink in. <laughs> and <laughs> well, I have to say that if I am anything above average, and I don't think my actually cooking is above average. I think the actual like I like cooking different stuff. And do you know why? It's because we had a hippie madippy mum. Um, and she shaved her head, <laughs> shaved her head in the nineties, and got into Buddhism. And according to some sources, <laughs> listened to man-hating lesbian punk. <laughs> yeah, now, she, oh, she, now that that was not it's no, not actually just, true, but that's what some people no, said. Let's just say, okay, so mum, like picture this nineties. Mum turns into a lesbian. One, two, shaves her head to be reborn. Three turns into buddhism goes into buddhism four becomes a vegan a vegan for a while and vegetarian so she's very into serving lentils to her family um she drinks soy milk before it was known to be harmful for estrogen um she listens to uh yeah she's really into um lemon heads nirvana randos oh and also um the cranberries um and suzanne is it suzanne vega I don't know. I don't there's know. so many. Katie Tunts. Katie. Oh, yeah. There's Katie Lang. Like, just all the lesbots. There's so many. So, anyway. So, that's what I would like to say that mum's uh, foray in the... Back then were the fringes of society. Now, it's just normal society. Um, that really just, like, gave me a really good... Um, you know, that things could be... that It didn't have to be bangers and mash. It yeah, wasn't all about really, bangers and mash. We had a really multicultural inspired cuisine. Anyway, this has turned out to be not a lightning round. So I'm going to oh, go yeah, back okay, back on. onto the lightning round. Wait, uh, can you tell first what's my cooking? 
Uh, I haven't actually had much of your cooking, to be honest. Oh. Uh, I think that you are good with the, the the things that you like. So you are. I know that you're a big curry fan. Love the curry. Um, I think I've tasted maybe two of your curries, and they were great. You like my pasta sauces too. Do I? Yeah, my vegan pasta sauce I make. Oh, uh, when you were vegan, you actually really came through. Yeah, that was a better tone all of our lives. Mm. Um. But yeah, yeah, no, I think you're all right. I think your repertoire is a little, um, maybe slight. A little on the It's minimal, side. like it's a lot of curry. I'm not as into curry. I don't really cook curry anymore. Really? Yeah, I'm more of a stir fry guy. Oh, uh, okay. Well, you and I have very different um, likes. Ben is a very peculiar e- eater. Ever since he was young, I don't like that. Why don't you try it? No, I don't like that. Whereas what me... What did I say to Pat that time? Oh, this tastes like dog leg. <laughs> This tastes like dog leg. Not a dog. It tastes like dog leg. <laughs> um, See, even when I was young, very funny. <laughs> um, there was some other stuff that you said. Uh, he doesn't like tomato. He doesn't like anything Mediterranean. So everything that I like is pretty Mediterranean. Like I love anything Italian, anything Greek. I love. Yeah. Look, as far as I go, if they blow up that whole continent, I'm fine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I love tomatoes. Love eggplant. Love capsicum, love mushroom. I love ev- I pretty much love everything except seafood and obviously make some vego. But um, I can eat anything pretty much. But um, Ben is very peculiar. He can't eat all like ratatouille. Love ratatouille. Can't eat it. He can't eat it. More um, like ratatouille. <laughs> um, so it's been hard for Mum and I. It's been really tough because. We have to curtail our love for Mediterranean foods for Ben's weird. What do you eat? Like, what what vegetables do you like? I'll tell you what vegetables I eat. I eat a carrot. I eat a green bean. I eat a snow pea. I eat a broccoli. Broccoli is my favorite. Um, I think that's it. <laughs> yeah. That is a sad state of affairs. Yeah. I eat every single vegetable there is to known to man. Yeah. Well, even bok choy. I love bok choy. Oh. How do you do? You not like bok choy? No, not really. Okay, it's, a bit, so it's a bit leafy. Oh, see, that's just weird. That is a weird... Do you like spinach? You like spinach? Yeah. I'll, I'll Did you like spinach. the salad that I just cooked for you? Oh, it's a, it's a banger. Did you... No, really? Did you? Or no, was I thought it, it was really nice. You, you must be yeah. starving still, though. Why? Because it wasn't very much. Tristan had a patty on the side and he's still hungry, going to make a no, toasty. I reckon... Oh, uh, yeah, I'll probably get something in the footy, but that, if really... The sweet potato... Really, that's the thing with a salad. If you get a bit of sweet potato and a bit of feta in there, and you There's have the no, lentil. There was no sweet potato in there. Oh, what was that thing? It was carrot. Oh, carrot. Oh, that's not really filling. But the feta and the lentils, that'll do something. Well, hopefully. There's more salad in there if you want. Yeah, I'll take some salad. I'll take some home. No, we're not taking it home. Oh, well, okay. Um. Oh, anyway, moving right along, lightning round. Um. Ah! <laughs> what was the noise? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but it wasn't good. Um. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so these are the ones I want to cross off. Oh, that's another thing. This is a gratitude. I love crossing shit off lists. Um, I just love it. It gives me a, a, it gives me some dopamine. It gives me a hit of dopamine. It gives me a hit of I don't know what. Um, so I love this is why I'm doing it right now because I want some energy and crossing these off. These have been sitting here going stale for a long time. Oh, service station, magnum judgment. All right, this is a good one for you. Um a few weeks ago, I was walking home from Ben's. Um, I was having a bad day. Um, you may know, you may not know that um, I have an addiction problem to several serious things. Well, not serious. Some are serious. Some I don't know. But um, I use certain things to uh, 
deal with my emotions and one of them is sugar and sweets and food so I was walking past um I was walking home and I was like you know what I need a bit of hit of dopamine I'm gonna get a magnum now I don't I don't usually eat sugar can't eat sugar can't stop eating sugar so I try and stay away from it because I'm an addict but this day I thought fuck it fuck it mate and I went in and I got a magnum ego and ate it on the way home but before I did that I was at the servo purchasing said item and the man said, bit of a sweet treat, eh? Bit of an after-work treat with a smirk on his face. Now, I don't appreciate such judgment, okay? I've got a problem. I've got an addiction and I don't need someone pointing out and judging me over my... Well, I can't control it. I don't like it. Let me stop you right there. <laughs> <laughs> Let me stop you right there, Belle. Was that, was that from the Caltex in yes, my house? Yes, it was. Now, those guys, they are hardworking. <laughs> and, they, and I have had nothing but, but fun and good times with those men, those hardworking men from the service station. You know, we How, talk- Why are you even there? You don't even have a car. Oh, you know, you're probably getting my own fix of sugar. <laughs> <laughs> and we, you know, we always have a chat, you know. Um, Would you get fucking they judgments they, from them? They give, me a, they give me a bit of a razzing. Like one time I had a Docker Speedy on and he goes, Oh, another rebuilding year for you guys, I see. <laughs> <laughs> like they got they got heaps of jokes. They give me the deals. Oh, what do you want to uh two for four there? No, Nine for six, not whatever. Nice. They're told to say that. No, but they but they um Yeah, that's true. But they, they every single one of them says that. They always chat to me. They're always super polite. And I think what he was doing, he was just trying to make conversation. No, well, I didn't it like is it. good customer service. I don't think he was smirking at you. I think he was saying you know, you've had a hard day. You need something sweet to get through. God bless you. That's all he was doing. Well, I wasn't a preach. I didn't give him anything. I just said, yep, got the fucking magnet and shoved it in my face. That's what I did. Um, so that's that one done. Yeah. I didn't really get much dopamine out of that because I got posit- someone positive You got shamed. Me. I got shamed for my resentment. I don't know why. You, I don't, it's weird that you go to a server. I try and stay away from those places. Um... Oh, here's one from a long way back. Sometimes I'm sad that Russell Brand will never be my friend. Now let that okay. Sink. <laughs> what do we I'll, do with that? I'll let that sink in for you guys <laughs> at home. Yeah, that's pretty um, good. I am sad about that. But yeah, do you yeah, ever yeah. do you ever think do you ever see someone famous and you're like, I could be really good friends, and if only you would meet me. You know, it's, it's like when you have a crush on someone that's famous. It's like, if only we met, you, we, we would fall in love. I just know it. Do you know, have you ever had that? Yeah, I mean, no, I haven't. And um, to bring no, up... No, you haven't. To bring up Sarah again, because we do every episode. Um, Sarah, we, me and Sarah, we went to the Kendrick Lamar concert and she was like, you know, I feel like if me and Kendrick just met, we'd be the best of friends. And that's why I think this isn't based on anything. Because what could she possibly share with Kendrick... And what could you possibly share with Russell Brand? He's a bloody manic junkie. So you're saying, okay, well, he's actually like 17 years clean. So, um, but what, so what are you saying that Sarah and I just, we're just talking shit and we don't, we like. I think it's just magical thinking. It's not magical. Like, what are you, what are you, I mean, you're great people. What, what do you bring to the table that Russell Brand's going to like? I just think that we'd have a good conversation because I, I respect his views and, um, I respect his views and I just, I think that we would have a nice conversation. I think, I don't know. I just have a feeling. Sometimes you have a feeling about something. Just a feeling. 
Yeah, right. You're right. About you know what it. I mean? Like, that's what I'm asking you. Do you ever get a feeling like, oh, you're not saying that it's definitely going to happen, but you're saying, you know what? I think things would go well with us. No, I've never had that feeling. You haven't had it. I've never you had haven't it. seen. Okay, what about someone not famous? Like, have you ever seen something like? There's people that I meet, and I'm like, most of them, I'm like, I hate you. But a lot of some of them, I go, you know what? I like you. I like your vibe. I like your situation. There is a sad feeling I get where I kind of have a um kind of a surface interaction with someone and I think they're really cool but some part of me knows that we're never going to be friends yeah um that's so that with my happens. game that usually happens with me I'm like yeah they probably think I'm a piece of shit so what's the point yeah um so it's more of just a sadness that I'll never be friends with these people rather than a thinking we'd get on like a house on fire yeah well I think Russell and Brandon I used to want to fuck him but now I just want to have a dinner party with him um, all right, so the next one, this is, you know what, I'm going to read these out. I'm not going to censor myself. I'm not going to worry about if anyone likes these or not. I'm just going to read them out and just hope for the best. People who rely on their looks in life, sad what happens. Why <laughs> <laughs> well, you phrase that. You know, I just put a little bit of an arrow. I put people that rely on their looks and then I just put an arrow, sad what happens. You know, I'm going <laughs> to... I gotta again make reference to the to the portrait of you that sits in the middle of the room because every time I feel like disagreeing with you, I look at that portrait and it's just staring at me like, "Do you really want to do that?" And it's just really scary. Okay. So anyway, going to this, what's his people's looks? All right. So th- picture me this. There's a hot young lass. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there is. Oh, you're disgusting. I love how you pretend that you're like this disgusting, like, but you're not like that at all. Really. Uh, can you just uh, um, Can you stop doing that <laughs> He's doing this weird like creepy like stance Picture me this There's a hot gal And she gets told she's pretty all the time Yeah Okay seriously like it's pissing me off um, She gets told she's hot her whole life And she just wants to she, she, You know she's, 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 she's not the smartest gal in the shed um, <laughs> Is there someone in particular thinking of here? No, it's a it's a prototype. Oh shit! It's, no, an archetype. Yeah. Prototype. <laughs> I don't know. It's a kind of person, and there's a lot out there. Um, and she doesn't. She might not be the smartest gal, and she doesn't. She doesn't have to be funny because guys want to fuck her all the time, and people want to be friends with her because she's gorgeous. Yeah. But then what happens? And so her whole identity is around her looks, right? Mm. So she's still pretty hot. By the time she's 30. And so she starts getting a few wrinkles, whatever, chucks some Botox in, still pretty hot. But then it gets to this stage when you're 50 or 60, 50, Mm. and you ain't getting looked at anymore. And there has to be a real, and you don't have anything else. You know, you might, if you're lucky, actually, you might have a career because they give it, stats show that you get, you actually get better jobs when you're good looking. Mm. But, your main cultural currency in life was being good looking. So then you lose that and a depression unfolds because you're like, well, my identity was that I was hot and now I'm not, I don't have any sense of meaning or sense of value in this world. So that's what I mean when it's sad. That's what I think is it's, you start becoming the invisible woman. A lot of middle-aged women tell me this is the invisible woman. No one gives a shit about you. Well, I think you're right to a certain extent, but I think also you're kind of maybe not being as generous to these people as maybe you could be because I, I just think for everyone, there's everyone is more complex than just being about one thing. 
And I think these women probably do have more in their life than their looks. No, I'm sure that they do. But I'm just saying that if you predominantly judge your value on your looks, getting older is tougher than if you were, an always, if you were already an ugly fuck. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like I wasn't told, you know, for example, I people that aren't on the top tier... You, you you kind of get this thick skin. You're kind of like, not thick skin, but you're kind of like, I need to do something with my life. And you find value in other things. Whereas if it's always looks, you're co- you know the type that are on Instagram and stuff. It's like you can tell that their main thing, Kardashians, for example, the main thing is their looks. And that's how they get through in the world. So getting old would be fucked. But do you think it's also an opportunity to find something deeper than that? Yeah, it could, but I've seen it's for example, one of the thi- I don't one of the things that got me thinking about it was there's this chick, I can't remember her name. Um, but she used to be she used to be on Beverly Hills 90210 and she was kind of an eat girl for a while, this blonde woman. And she she's not amazingly good looking, but she kind of ticked all the boxes for American, you know, hot back in the 90s. And she's just this druggie now and she can't get a job and she stopped being able to get a job after the age of 35 and she's just a druggie and she and and it's kind of like it's kind of like that fame thing it's like what we're talking about with the football it's like that depression of like your whole world was about one thing and then you can't get that anymore and it's like it's sad yeah that's all i'm saying is it sad and there's some people that deal with it really well and there's some people that don't and there's some people that are really, really good looking and they may get valued for being good looking, but they also have value in other things. So it's okay. But then there's some people that rely too heavily on it. Yeah. And I think, I think another thing that's important with this stuff is that um, it's important that we talk about all facets of things because um, we, we have created a society where people with, with different looks and different bodies and different personalities and everything are more accepted but at the same time, um, there is in some parts of our lives or the culture, there's an even higher premium on looks than there was before. Mm. So things from, from one part can look like they're getting better. But then look at these things like more people than ever, I, I at least think I don't know this, but from the, from the people that you and me know are getting plastic surgery or, or mm. getting certain things that would seem to indicate that they're even more insecure than their bodies than than maybe the generation before them but yet we preach that we're so accepting and all this stuff and so i think like you mentioned it's a it's a good thing to be aware of that even though people might seem like they're really comfortable with themselves if something goes awry psychologically people can suddenly be putting all their value into one thing and suddenly when that thing goes away they're just falling off a ledge and so that's why I think we need to keep these conversations up to make sure that people have a life which is varied and we're valuing a lot of different things and and um, we don't pull out all our eggs in one basket. Yeah. Amen. Yeah, amen. Amen to that. All right, do we want another lightning round? Yeah, let's lightning it up. All right, so do you have anything? I feel like I'm, I'm running the show. Um, I got a few lightnings for you. Um... What are your lightnings? Oh, jeez. All right, well, I'm going to do one. Okay. Um, I can't speak to mum on the phone without the dog barking. Yeah, sort it out, mum. 
Um, I that dog, Jinder, will not stop barking. Uh, she's get he's getting better apparently, but um, he's jealous. He's like a jealous sibling. If I'm speaking to the phone on mum, he gets pissed off because he's not center of attention. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I can't have a fucking conversation with mum without him barking. So I don't even want to call mum anymore because it's a whole bloody thing. Um, and, you know, I, I stopped visiting mum for a while because I was so traumatised by the dog. Um, so that's a resentment, but, you know, I'm working yeah, through it. I mean, he's got to sort his shit out. I mean, we're all a member of this family. We've all got to have our say. And he's just taken up too much of the he's bloody... the sibling. That he, he is a sibling. You know what? I've been getting, I think... PTSD from when you were born. It's like one of those things where, like, you know, when you're a sibling, when you know, when a kid's little and then their siblings born, it's like, oh, I'm not the center of the universe anymore. I'm having the same thing with Jinder. It's like a reoccurring thing of, oh, mum doesn't have enough time to love me. That's what it's about, I think. Oh my god, that's getting really deep. Yeah, that's deep. So anyway, next topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, cut. Oh, cartoon porn came up. Uh. By accident, and I actually thought it was pretty good. Oh, really? Can yeah, you I think I was actually turned on by the cartoon. What was porn. the cartoon? Was it a Family Guy? Uh, no, it was just a weird, like one of those pop-ups that come up when you're searching for things. And I, I think I was, I was starting to get a bit into it. What? But explain. Can you explain what was going on in the cartoon? Well, you know those nerd ones. Like it was porn cartoon. Like you know those nerd ones. Like you could imagine nerdy people like. Um, jacking off about it like you know the like the game gamers porn oh yeah yeah with the big titties yeah i was yeah, getting yeah, into the yeah, titties yeah. The, yeah. the cartoon titties <laughs> i hate about no maybe i love and they it. had the dick like they were riding like, the dick in cartoon and it was really explicit what I love, yeah what i love about it is it's so funny just how how awful it is like the titties are so big and and the the dicks just look like massive horse cocks, just yeah, like destroying I, that's people. That's what I kind of love. Like it. yeah, there's something fun about that level of exaggeration. Yeah, so I don't know. I think maybe that might be a kink that I might explore. Yeah, you should go into that. Yeah. They call it the um the Japanese one. They make like anime, yeah. but for the point, it's called hentai. Oh, okay. Yeah, so oh. maybe you should check it out. I'll check, check, check that out. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. I got. I'll I'll go through a few. This is this is the lightning round episode. Okay. What about when you take a shit and it and it hits the ground really hard, like not the, the ground. ground? Where are you shitting in the park? <laughs> it, it hits the it hits the water really hard and makes like a big splash sound. Yeah, and I love doing that. It's like a bommy. It's like it's like doing a bommy in the water at the pool. No, so you, but then the water splashes. A, yeah, it does splash, splash your up in a your bit. It does splash a little bit, but I mean, there's already heaps of shit going on in there, so I don't mind. But I just like you know, it's a good way to wake up in the morning is just going bam. And just start uh, okay. making a bit of a noise. I don't share that because I don't like the water coming um, up in my bum. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll throw this one out there. Went to Lava Lounge the other day that was, uh, um, to sort out a mildew situation I had with my clothes. Mm. Um, and uh, listen to this playlist they had going. John Mayer's cover of SOS. Chet Baker's My Funny Valentine. Ed Sheeran A-Team. A cover of Make You Feel My Love by Bob Dylan. John Mayer's uh, cover of Halo by Beyonce. Oh no! It was it no XO by Beyonce, and Secret by Maroon Five. Mm. Now that is a top tier playlist right there. Oh yeah, so there were covers of other songs. Yeah, so shout out to the people at uh, Lava Lounge. You can follow them on Spotify. They got some great acoustic covers of old songs. So I had a great time out there. Um, uh, what else are we got here? This is a really weird episode. <laughs> oh yeah, one another thing I I love watching is when. 
when you get the train and you watch a guy that's like running really hard for the train mm. and and he gets in the door as yeah, the door's closing that's always fun and it's like a, it's like some kind of um indiana jones thing yeah. where it's just like he actually does it like if he was a fraction of a second um uh later he would have had his arm stuck in the door, yeah. but he just like completely nails it. And everyone it. breathes a sigh of relief. You can feel everyone and exhale in the tr- in the carriage. Yeah, That's what I like about it. it. Yeah, he made it. And everyone kind of applauds him, applauds him in his head. And sometimes an old geezer will go, oh, nearly missed it, mate. Close but you know call. What's weird? In, the, in that same situation with a bus, why? so with the trains, the conductor doesn't really have power over it. They just, the doors close when they close. Mm. But in a bus, he has complete power. So it's funny that the bus drivers just sometimes decide... No, you were too late, mate. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. keep going. I love that. I kind of love that. You can tell that that's like that. That's their like the thrill of the day. Yeah, I yeah, always wonder love. what bus drivers do it with when they go home. Like I remember. Oh, I can't say that. I think there's a lot of there's a lot of sadism in the bus driver community. Yeah. I think they're really into the BDSM at home. I reckon. Yeah, um, I reckon they're all like alcos and they come home. They like party hard because of the stresses of the job. Oh, definitely. Uh, well, yeah, I got something a bus driver saying the other day. It's funny. The other thing with bus drivers is I feel like even though they're, I think they're paid quite well and they get a quite a lot of training, they have no concept of customer service. Uh. So one time um, this week I was trying to get on a bus and the bus was full. So I just walked up to the bus and he just yells, no more, <laughs> no more. <laughs> it's like, mate, like you can just say, no, bus is full, mate. We've got to go. No, but he's, he's just screaming. No, but no he's more. got so much pent up resentment. Oh, yeah. He's got a lot on his plate. Driving a bus must be real hard work. No, it is. Um, Think of all the freaks that he has to do. Nah. Okay, here's another one. Uh, all this talk about how bad it is when, like, robots have sentience like humans. Why are we building the robots then? If they're so dangerous, why do we keep trying to build them? No, because it's a it's a society of progress. We we want to be, keep progressing forward and make more money. Robots mean more money because we don't have to pay wages. So there's a push and pull situation where, in one way, we we we're scared of them and we're scared that we're going to become obsolete. But then in the other way, we want to keep making money. It's a capitalist society thing. But look, we all know that's the thing that annoys me about these fucking mega billionaires. We all know that it's going to spell the end of us. There's going to be an iRobot moment where the robots realize, oh, it's actually more rational. There'll be less suffering if we just kill all the humans. And they're right. So let's just not build the robots. We mm. all know what's going to happen. Yeah. All right. Well, got another it's not going to happen in our lifetimes, don't worry. Yeah. Let's just forget about it. But um, is, uh, do you know this thing happens with your smart rider? Mm. If you tag off the bus mm. once and then you forget you did it and you did it again, They'll charge you a dollar forty-four, and it's like just say, "Nah, mate, you're already tagged off." I thought they, they used you, to do that. They used to do that, but now they'll give you a default no, price. That's me. As if you, as if you forgot. As that, if you, it's your fault. That must have happened just recently because I always, because of my anxiety, I always think I haven't tagged off, so I tag on and tag off again. Well, they're they're pulling some kind of scam there because uh, I've been charged. Well, they've they've gone fucking buck wild with catching now they have you know have they you know the um booze buses on the road now they have booze buses for um for smart riders so what i mean is is when i was walking <laughs> how are you possibly going to explain this <laughs> what i mean is is you know how usually people get caught for not paying for a ticket at the ticket booth when they're coming out now when you're in the tunnel in perth they've set up about 20 transperth guards in a line and they've cornered so you can't go around them like in booze buses how you can't drive off 
So they funnel everyone through this aisle and there's about 20, 10 on each side with the little clickers and they check everyone's ticket now in the tunnel. So it's like a booze bus. It's like you've got to – because I tried to go around because I couldn't be bothered. I didn't know what – I thought they were getting someone in um, trouble. I was yeah. like, oh, they're just getting – and they're like, no, miss, you got to go this way so that you can't avoid it. It's a bloody police So, yes, yeah, so, <laughs> so they're trying – they're obviously losing a lot of money, people not paying tickets, so they're, they're, bu- they're, they're really uh, – what's the word? Buck- what is it when you're there? Um, <laughs> Bucking the trend. No. When knuck- – what's the word when, like, people – they're – um, knuckling down Knuckling down is That's that, it Is yeah, that what it knuckling is? Knuckling down Yeah uh, Yeah well I go And and here's another thing Which is Oh is cracking crack down, down yeah. Cracking down Thank you Tristan mm. Our shirtless saviour um, But uh, it is like Nazi Germany though Because um, they. Do you remember they had that thing Where there'd be someone Had scratched on the train mm. And they'll put the sticker Next to the scratch mm. Saying you think this is art? Well, it could be worth a thousand dollar and a thousand dollar fine. That <laughs> is, <laughs> I love it. And they were like, "This is ruining everyone's views. It's a bloody eyesore." I reckon that's actually really good copywriting. But I tell you, what, it's good copywriting. But I tell you what, the problem what? is, guess what they got on the trains now? What? In full bold, I'll say, you know, if you say you use your bold type, you say like thirty six point font. This font is about seven hundred. So seven hundred font over the window saying, um. Uh, have a break from driving that full sentence in massive font across the window so you can't see out so how are they going to claim that doing a little scratch on the window is going to affect your view when they've write this massive font stick it across the window about have a break from driving you know what transbirth is it's not about a service to the community it's about their own ego that's what transbirth is i'm too exhausted to even go through that but um Look, prove me wrong. No, I I think that they don't. I don't know. I don't know. I just I don't know. Uh, I'm gonna go to my one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um. No, I think um. What do I want to say about that? Yeah, I don't have anything to say. Um. This is one. What am I gonna do? Uh. God, I've got so many. Women bopping resent people having fun. That's you in a nutshell, isn't it? No. Um, You know what it is? It's older women. Okay, this is really mean. But older people that dance in public. Like, so say if they're in a cafe and there's like a cool song and they start doing the bop. You know the bop? Yeah, I'll tell you what it is. I'll tell you what this is. Is that um, there's something... There's something very cringy to an involuntary dance. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, it's that's the, what it it's is. It's the cringe of the involuntary dance. And it's like this kind of um, – There's a I won't name the name, but there's a, there's a cafe I know that plays jazz all the time and there's a couple there that are regulars and they think they are it, it in a bit. It's like they could have been movie stars. I think they think they're movie stars. They It's like when they walk in, in their head, they imagine that the sea of people are partying and everyone's like, there they are, there they are, like – you can see that there's an ego in them. Is and there they, some fedora action? Yeah, they're that kind of thing. They're older, older, older. Not hipster, older people, but like they think they're trendy. And anyway, yeah. so there's jazz playing and they're, the woman's always bopping with the jazz in the line and like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then she's like, she like, because the guy's like really good, the guy that owns it, 
he's really nice and he's really clever with like attracting people he's like hey and she like just thinks that like that she's like the best customer and I just every time I see her she just grinds my bloody gears like just grinds them down yeah that's yeah there's something to that but I feel cleansed from doing that lightning round because I had a lot of um, resentments here just building up but while you're on the bop topic Mm. um the bopic if you will um is I've got a gratitude is how cute is it how babies naturally know how to dance and how they how if music just can't there's some babies with any music whatsoever even someone just like banging a drum off rhythm they'll just like start bopping to it love it love it all right i got one more resentment to close us out maybe you can explain this one to me is i feel continually resentful that one i have a fantasy about being a stoner Mm. And two, that I would never achieve that. Mm-hmm. Now, why do you think there's a fantasy about being a stoner? I'll tell you why. Because okay. I have Go the ahead. same fantasy. Go ahead. Because in this society, well, is that we, I think in the way that we live our world, we like to have something to something to make us feel better at the end of the day or something to relax us or whatever that may be like whether it's a drink or like watching tv or and for me at least I feel but like a lot of those have consequences like if you drink too much or if you drink every night then obviously like there's danger of liver cancer or danger of whatever and you're not as healthy um if you come down from things from eating food you get fat and for some reason people that are stoners they from my side at least there seem to not be a this like there are okay obviously there are stoners out there that don't do anything and they um they struggle with motivation and stuff and like getting stoned does have those effects but there are a lot of high functioning stoners um like Seth Rogen for one of them um who I just look at and I'm jealous it's like you get to take this drug that makes you feel good all the time and you're still you still have a great work ethic and you still achieve all this stuff whereas me one I I've I've smoked a lot of weed in well not a lot but I've smoked quite a lot of weed I've done it multiple times I would say in at least 40 times um and I mean maybe five of those times was like great but all the other times I just fell asleep or I just got too stoned and I greened out. Yeah. And I, I wasn't one of those people that could just walk around stoned. I had to just stay. I'd either too paranoid and thought everyone was talking about me or hated me. Or I was so sleepy, I was just drowsy and I'd go to sleep. So maybe maybe I was taking too much weed. I don't know. But um, I never got that that experience that everyone... Like the stoners, the stoners that are real stoners, they get so much joy out of weed. Like the way that two stoners talk about weed, it's like the best thing. And I don't have that. And I don't... I don't get it and I'm upset about it and I kind of some part of me wishes I was a stoner but I'll tell you a thing is for me I don't even think it's the weed so much as stoners have a very they seem to have a very spontaneous way of looking at life Mm. like you and me we're very very protective of our time and we like to plan out our time very carefully yeah and and like when we're watching a tv show we'll just watch something until we've finished it Whereas stoners, I feel like they just, they're carefree, they're freewheeling, they'll just do whatever the wind takes them to. Yeah. And I, I like that attitude. Like they, they'll just, they'll spend six hours just watching like 
a conspiracy thing on YouTube and then the next day just forget about yeah, it. Yeah, but do you... And I like that. It's very in the moment. Yeah, you know? but what about the repercussions of that? Like, what about the ones that don't have jobs? Like, I don't want that. I don't want to waste six hours of my day. Yeah, that's pretty good. Like, I... Okay, last Friday I came home and I binge watch... I watch TV for four or five hours, I think. And yeah. that that to me is like a lot. Um, and I usually watch... On average, Tristan and I will watch one episode one hour a night and we'll, and we'll skip nights because we're working or whatever. Um, and once every few months, I will just be so tired and be like, fuck the world. It, this is like a thing where I'm just like, I hate reality or I'm depressed and I just want to get – and I'll just watch a whole season and binge. I think everyone does that. Like, you know, there's a whole binge-watching culture. Like, most people have that experience. But that's not um, a regular occasion – occurrence for me not because I don't have the ability to do it I can easily do it not because I don't want to I really do want to do that it's just that like the stress of not getting things done or at least attempting to get things done gives me so much anxiety yeah but I think there's something about the sort of that they break broke three broke broke through from even that need to be productive like I feel like I guess what I'm saying is No, but is there's like, a bad side to that because some of them have a, wasted their lives. No, but what if you're a weed dealer and your whole life is just having wacky adventures and yeah. selling weed? Yeah, I think that's that, but that's the romantic side of it. Like, you, can you think of how bored they would be? Yeah, they probably, yeah. Actually, you're just in your house all the time. I mean, again, we're generalizing, but like, I think that there's, it's very rare. Like, I know of quite a few people that can have a cone or whatever they do in the night like just in the at night when they come home and they can still function and live their lives like they're the kind of people I'm jealous of the ones that are just at home getting stoned all the time and it has actually affected their lives and they're not achieving anything I'm not jealous of them because I feel like they're missing out on something but the other ones they're getting the best of both worlds I and it's another addict thing it's like I'd love to just be able to have one drink and be like one drink a night guys one cigarette a night one chocolate bar a night it's like if I could do that it would be amazing I'm jealous of all those people yeah but instead I can't do anything I can't do anything I don't have I don't have any ways of getting out of this world like what can I do I'm sober as a judge I can't eat sugar I can't fucking I binge watch and I feel guilty what have I got left? Yeah, we just got to find an escape, man. What escape have I got left? You know what? I'm going to end on that note. Uh, we wish you well escaping. And if you're a stoner and you can just get stoned with no repercussions, well, I'm jealous of you. Um, 420 for you guys. That's what you say. Is that your joke? 420? 420. Yeah, 420, guys. I don't I don't know why that's such a thing, but I think it's when they light up, isn't it? Isn't it a marijuana o'clock or some shit? I'm so uncool. But, um, can you not put all my socks off? Can you... Um, Fucking freak. I think we're pretty bummed out now. All right. Um, so send us an email. We're going to love up. you. We're going to love you and leave you. The resentment the list at gmail.com. Bye. Bye.